0: listening to episode 226 of the Ruby on Rails podcast. I am your host, Kyle Daigle. This week, I invite back Brian Nelson, uh, the designer, developer, product manager uh, who I had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, The conversation was a little different than usual on this podcast. We didn't talk a ton about technology, but we started with a life experience that everyone can appreciate, flying, and uh, talked about how... uh, how things are in the flight industry and how they might uh, be impacted by software and design and people who don't actually use their software. Uh, so it was a really great conversation. Um, I'm glad to have him back. I'm hoping to introduce a new co host next week. Uh, so we'll give that a shot. My apologies for this podcast coming out uh, off schedule. Um, work's been a little bit hectic lately and it's been a, a, a little bit troublesome to get things co- uh, recorded in time. But luckily, we're here. We're going to get this out. We'll stick to the schedule and uh, catch back up next week instead of waiting another two weeks to get uh, the next podcast so thanks for listening as always feel free to follow me on twitter at k daigle uh, and you can follow five by five tv to learn more about the other podcasts on the network and be alerted when the ruby on rails podcast has a new episode this week is sponsored in part by rollbar One of the frustrating things we all deal with is errors. Relying on users to report errors, digging through log files to debug errors. With Rollbar's error monitoring, you get full stack trace, context, and user data to help you find and fix impactful errors super fast. You can integrate Rollbar into your existing workflow, you can send error alerts to things like Slack or HipChat, or you can automatically create new issues in Jira, Pivotal Tracker, or Trello. Adding the Rollbar Ruby SDK is as easy as gem install Rollbar. You can just start the tracking. You can just start tracking application errors in minutes. A few cool features: you can send request data for any rack framework, support queue frameworks like Sidekick, Rescue, and Delay Job. Configure Rollbar's front-end JS SDK without installing it manually, and deep link your GitHub repos, which is a really cool feature and I really love it. Um, we have a special offer for listeners: go to rollbar.com/ruby, sign up, and you can get the Bootstrap plan for free. And don't forget to go see Rollbar. At Rails Comp on April 25th, they'll be giving away free swag and doing product demos. Rollbar is loved by developers at awesome companies like Heroku, Twilio, Kayak, Zendesk, Twitch, and more. So go to rollbar.com ruby to sign up today and get the bootstrap plan for free. This episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast is also sponsored in part by Linode. Linode is a hosting company offering high-performance Linux servers for all of your infrastructure needs. Linode has it all: lightning quick servers in the cloud, a super fast forty gigabyte per second network, automated backups, node balancers, managed services, guides with step-by-step instructions, a simple but powerful control panel, ninety-nine point nine percent uptime, twenty-four by seven support, experts, and all of the tools you need to get the job done right the first time. And now, Linode offers two gigabytes of RAM for only $10 a month. Over 400,000 customers trust the Linode platform, including us. 5x5's infrastructure is happily hosted on Linode. And getting started is easy. Just pick a plan, choose your favorite Linux distro, and pick from over eight data centers in America, Europe, and Asia. Linode has a huge announcement they're now offering a 1GB for $5 plan, high memory plan starting at 16GB for $60 a month, and an upgrade in storage from 24 gigabytes to 30 gigabytes on our 2 gigabyte plan for $10. To support this show and get a $20 Linode credit on a new account, visit promo.linode.com slash ruby on rails. Again, to get a $20 Linode credit on a new account, go to promo.linode.com slash ruby on rails simple powerful reliable linode.com now let's go to the show why does it sound like you're in a nature reserve right now what (laughs) so we live in a very old house with really old windows
1: (laughs) and so it always sounds like you're outside
0: <laughs> it must be a joy in the winter months
1: there's literally no oh yeah we got our i
0: mean it's like 20 something degrees in connecticut right now and i was like well it's too cold for the windows to be open so yeah well we come to my house they're open all the time um <laughs> open 24 <yeah, 24/7. laughs> 7
1: we got our we use this um like auto billing thing from our gas company to even out the bill over the year and so they take, uh, they read it like every few months and adjust your bill. Yeah. And so I just got our new adjustment and I was like, that seems like that is uh, really down. high, really <laughs> way up because <laughs> we <laughs> used a lot of gas the last couple of months.
0: But interesting.
1: yeah, so we'll, but we'll be moving into a house with triple pane windows pretty soon. So looking forward to that from an energy savings. Seems like standpoint. a lot of pains. Yeah. I think if you, it's like razor blades, um, just, just, just as many as you can get. Keep adding more, and there's <laughs> there must be though a like a drop off point where you don't get any more benefit from adding <laughs> adding panes of glass. I don't know. I'm not a window expert.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Yeah. What is the rate of return on? Yeah. I mean, some people shave with one blade. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: I know I well I mean I don't understand that but uh I actually I was just looking into this this has nothing to do with anything that we should be talking about but um uh the uh I use Dollar Shave Club and so they have the four blade razor now well they make a six blade razor which actually comes with a single like detail blade okay uh
0: uh, yep I think I got that one too now I upgraded
1: oh really does it work with the same handle
0: no they send you a separate Uh, handle
1: all right well that that puts the stop on that i is it a free handle or do you have to pay for it uh no it's free oh okay well then never mind we're totally doing that um anyways what i did want to talk about so speaking of moving we were recently flying and uh (laughs) are your arms (laughs) tired (laughs)
0: Sorry, oh my god! I couldn't
1: help myself. Dad joke. Uh, so it's super early in the morning for us doing this, which is, I think, why
0: you're a little punchy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worn down by the end of my day like I usually <laughs> am when we record.
1: Do you fly the same airline all the time?
0: Delta baby. Okay, so
1: we also fly Delta, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit. Uh, I am generally very happy with their service. Do you use their mobile app? I do. Okay. So we were uh, about to leave on our flight. Uh, Well, it was the day before. So it sent me the check in. Hey, you can check in now. So I went to check in and I, uh, while it was doing it, it said, Hey, do you want to upgrade to Delta Comfort Plus? Have you used this service?
0: Um, yeah. It's like first class light. Oh, man, that's I feel like that's a stretch.
1: <laughs> OK, it's, it's like it's like it's like, wow, it's like two cheap. more millimeters of, <laughs> of padding in the seat. You get and free drinks, you get though. free
0: drinks and snacks. Yeah, the
1: snacks are an upgrade anyway. So they for our, actual bananas. <laughs> yeah. Which is a big deal if you have a one year old who only eats bananas anyway. <laughs> so we uh, were our original seats were like way at the back of this plane. It was like row 35 and we had to do, um, uh, a layover in Minneapolis and it was only 45 minutes or something like that. And we were a little concerned cause we were, it always takes a while to get off the plane. Anyways, it said, do you want to upgrade to Delta comfort plus? And I said, Hey, this is a great idea. We can move close to the front of the plane. We'll get better seats, whatever. Um, during the check-in process. So it asked me to do that. And I said, uh, it wouldn't let me pick my seats. And when you're traveling with two infants and your wife, you want to try to at least sit together or Uh, maybe not.
0: No, (laughs) just stick the kids near someone else and you you two can be in comfort plus.
1: Right. And so, um, because I couldn't select the seats at that moment, I said, I'll just
0: do it later. Uh, I'll check in and then I'll go. This is where Brian realized he made a big mistake.
1: (laughs) Well, so it was, so I did that. And then it, and then i go oh okay change seats because i figured oh i'll just go and pick the delta comfort plus seats you can't do it uh it i went to the seat map <laughs> you can't do it <laughs> i went to the seat map and it it says you have paid for coach you are not allowed to choose these seats or something along those lines like pleb don't <laughs> try and come up <laughs> here uh because you paid for the cheap seats and so i was kind of dreading that I was gonna have to call them to be able to do this. And so what I eventually found out was you just you can go through the check-in process again, which seems totally
0: That does seem kind of screw backwards,
1: right? Okay, well so that's what I wanted to talk about because it's like the worst user experience. And, like, I look at everything through that lens.
0: Yeah, but (laughs) this is a really... But I feel like we're very spoiled, right? Because in software, like, if you don't like something, like, generally speaking, it's like, all right, I'll go use one of the other 400 options. Right. But, like, in planes and other things that are, like, generally regulated or have high capital expenditure, you know, like... Yes. You get the thing. Like, you get the one thing. This is
1: what you get and you will be happy. Or you or, will or still he pay was, us a thousand dollars to stay home <laughs> <Yeah>. i guess <laughs> right so uh, i don't know It just what i think it's sort of uh, what i was thinking about is as i was sitting there at like seven in the morning trying to do this check-in process getting really frustrated about it i was like oh i can think of all these places in the apps that i've worked on where m- the users would be equally pissed off <laughs> For, <laughs> and so and but it, it just got me thinking because I was like, well, I guess, you know, when I like to, when I was thinking about that, I thought, well, the developers were had great intentions. And they said, here's a great place where we can upsell, right, and say, oh, we can make more money here. They can pick their upgrade right there. But they probably weren't considering, like, all the different maybe questions that people would have as they're doing it or the different um uh, maybe the different type of people using it. Like, cause that works great for like someone traveling by themselves, mm-hmm. uh, where they just want to say, yeah, okay, I'll upgrade. Um, and it doesn't matter which seat that they're in. Um, but you know, for us, when there was, we had three tickets and we wanted to make sure we sat together, um, that was a bigger deal for us. And so I don't know if there's like a lesson to be learned from that, but, um, I've started well, at least thinking about it a little bit more as we're going through planning new features saying, hey, well, what are the questions that someone might have, you know, while they're completing this process or really trying to think about the different kind of I mean, this gets down to like user personas and things like that.
0: Um, well, I think it also I think it's also potentially a choice that they've made. Like, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like that, but I'm thinking like in my head, I'm thinking. I love flying Delta, but I also 95% of the time fly by myself, right? And so I, it works perfectly for me because my assumption is that they optimize for the individual business traveler because they're the ones who have repeat business and sure. blah, blah, blah. Um, but the one time I flew with them with my family, they kicked me off a flight. <laughs> like, well, we were got you separate tickets, though? No, were no, you... no. We were a single reservation, and we got to Atlanta, and we go to board their flight, and they go, stand right here, please. <laughs> and then they shut the door what? and left. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wait, so was your family on the plane? No,
0: no, 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 no. Oh my God. If that happened, that would have, it would have been like home alone. You know, I would have been like (sighs) renting a scooter to get to Florida. But anyway, so I mean like that, I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, oh, well they needed the seats. And so they bumped the family of four off the plane. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like one reservation they can bump for instead of pissing off four people, they can piss off one collective
1: But for human. you, that was like way big. Yeah. Like, don't it you was think was a huge like,
0: deal. Yeah. because know, you're... it was so much more inconvenient than if I was just traveling for business when I honestly wouldn't have cared less if I got bumped, you know? And got
1: the... And did you at least get compensated? Like, did Yeah, they give but you... I mean, but like,
0: I only really travel for work. So like, right. you know, like is... getting compensated is... I mean, they expired. Like, they literally expired because we just couldn't... Get together to just right. fly anywhere it's in like, time is a, with a travel the family. voucher
1: really worth like a screaming child right right, right. and
0: so <laughs> i think the thing is like i do think that it's one of those things where you know every company ultimately has to you know uh, decide what their most important, you know, venue is or most important yeah. customer is. And I, I just think that for air travel it has to be the business traveler, you know? Yeah,
1: they're doing it way more often than, you know, than your yearly vacation or something like that. And I,
0: th- like and I that. think it's true when you look at, you know, most apps too, mm-hmm. you know? I mean they Like, everyone basically usually says, like, this is the the, the prosumer photo app, you know, or whatever, yeah. um, or, you know, Facebook or whatever. Like, Facebook is, in my opinion, like, highly optimized for, like, my in-laws, you know, or, like, <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's, yes. it's meant for that audience. And when I want to do something, it's, like, uh, you know, frustrating because I... I am not the target audience for that app and and yeah. it's Facebook does not care because they would prefer to have like They know I'm gonna stay right like they know you have to fly or like they know you have to sell things to your customers Whatever it is. Yeah um, And they just want to make sure that the road that you're on is gravel and not paved because I, I find that analogy to be very like uh, useful on this it's like uh, Most products and companies have like a paved structure like that's the thing that they're like highly optimized for everything should work for right. And then there's like a gravel side where it's like, eh, like you're going to keep using it because it's valuable enough to you, but it's not set up in a way that is really meant for you. Um, And so like there's it's bumpy. You can go off course a little bit. And then, you know, you have just the knee the knee high weeds or whatever, where you're just using it for whatever reason possesses you. But it's really, really, really not intended for you.
1: Right.
0: And I think that the thing that you just need to make sure of is that you're making those choices and not just letting it happen that way which I feel like right. is usually how it happens. Right, right. Over time, you know?
1: Yeah, because if you make those choices, you can, um, I guess, I plan for or optimize for kind of those other situations, right? Right. Um, whereas if it just happens because you didn't think of it, uh, <laughs> that's much worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, So getting back to this, I always feel bad for the people that work the gates at, at airports, I mean, a little bit, but, right? And like, yeah. I'm not one for confrontation, but it seems like it, there's this weird dichotomy that you have this awesome mobile app, right? And I mean, awesome is maybe a bit of a stretch, but
0: it's pretty it, impressive. It works pretty well given the yeah. environment that you're in.
1: Well, and that's my point, is that given the sort of what I assume is a very antiquated, uh, like, back Yeah, punch card system. <laughs> it's amazing that it works at all, right? I mean, yeah. And, and that's kind of the weird, like, why, so what did, why do you think that, is it just at this point, is it just, they're just so far deep into, you know, the system that they have and it mostly works 75% of the time that it's not worth trying to come up with something better or.
0: Yeah. Look at like, look at like the banking industry and simple, yes. right? Like simple did not come through (laughs) like no 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 at least in my opinion like no 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 real shade on simple because they had no choice like they couldn't win simple was built on the same underlying crappy technology that every bank is built on and the only way they could have changed that is if they became a bank which they are not a bank like, and I, I, and I only know all this because I used to work in that industry yeah. and like it's, it, that's one of those examples where it's like they can improve it so far, but like they're, you're, they're never going to really be offering like innovative financial t- instruments because right. they can't do it. You know, um, they just they can't. They're not a bank and they have they can only offer what the bank that supports them can. And so I feel like the same is true for most of the airline industry because they all use the same underlying crappy technology. You know, and they can only decide what they want to optimize for and, you know, like the the more um, budget airlines like, you know, JetBlue or Southwest like optimize for one thing. And the more like business travel centric, like United, Delta, American, all optimize for another thing. But under the covers, they can only do so much, you know,
1: they yeah, they're optimizing for what are the shortest times we can be at an airport to pay yeah, the least it, amount of stuff
0: totally and like you know I feel like for a certain audience it'd be really compelling if if airlines could be really agile like you could say like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll fly somewhere within these three days you just tell me like 14 days in advance you know what I mean like Like, I'm totally flexible. I'm going to see my grandma. I can get there on Monday or Wednesday. It doesn't matter. Right. I'll pay $100 to get there. You fill up the flight. You get it on the, you know, on the tarmac. And you just tell me when to show up and I'm flexible. But, like, it'll never happen. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know, because you have to deal with the humans, the air traffic control, everything else. And so I think, like, that's one of the interesting things when you, like, look at some of the other, like cottage industries that have popped up around you know trying to fill in demand and arbitrage all that it's it's uh it's it's pretty interesting because it can only be as innovative as the underlying system could possibly allow unless you're you know unless you're able to take on the incredible expense of changing that entire system you know Um, but i can't imagine that most people are able to do that
1: so that sort of leads me into another question so We've talked about this before. I'm currently driving a very old vehicle. <laughs> and, so, and so things keep happening. Right, and we're we're moving in a few months. And so I really just need it to last, you know, till then.
0: At uh, which point you can just light it on fire. and Drive it off a cliff, whatever. Throw it into the river.
1: Um, I don't advocate that, by the way. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so I have been sinking a little bit of money every so often into it right and and so i feel like it's sort of as i work on like some of the these uh, our products that have a little bit older code bases there's always kind of a push to say like you know let's we we need to scrap this and start over and i think it'll just you know we'd be able to accomplish the exact same amount you know in three months or something um just by starting over and so my question is how do you know like Well, is that ever an option, right? I mean, so, like, for the airline industry at this point, it's probably not.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think that for most of us. Like, I think that, like, earlier on, like, in my career, I was definitely one of those people that was like, oh, you know, F it. Like, this sucks. Let's just rewrite it. But, like, what you don't understand is, like, all the bubble gum and glue that went into that underlying system. When you think you understand how it works, but when you try to go and re-implement it, it's really difficult and expensive, you know? I mean, like... there's definitely times where it's like, oh yeah, this is crappy. Like why keep putting into it? But at the same time, like if you had to, like if you built your, like for this analogy to work, if you had built your car (laughs) and then said, and this thing's a hunk of junk, I'm going to go build a new car. I'd be like, you're crazy. Put some <laughs> duct tape on that piece of crap and right. keep it running. But you're not doing that. Right. You know, you're basically saying I'm going to turn this one in and I want to go buy a new one that someone else right. is going to have made for me. Yeah, that's a good um, point. You know, in, in I, I think that's that's something that people tend to get caught up in when we look at like software. Especially. But,
1: but so rails kind of gets you th- right. Like rails is the uh yeah but the rails base model. is like the
0: aluminum <laughs> yeah. or like the steel the chassis you know, then- the, no not even the <laughs> chassis that's my point is like like that it's like look a strong structure that is low in weight <laughs> you know what i mean like that's like rails to me it's yeah. it's not really like i guess it's kind of the chassis it's basically like you can only use this structure in this kind of way or you should only use aluminum for these tasks right. or whatever but i i, I think that I think people think that you know. I think people think that you know. Oh well, I'm using a framework, so I'm probably not going to stub my toe. But right, uh, I don't it's, know. I just don't think that's the case. You know,
1: it's what it. Yeah, it boils down to being sort of a set of guidelines and uh, instructions, but no real. I mean, but you're adding all the value. Right. Right. You know. Right. So, do you think that the so you've been working on the GraphQL API, right? What's that? <laughs> Is is that a little bit of kind of like starting from scratch or are you,
0: is there some? oh yeah i mean like the the framework is all there like all graphql is is a set of rules you know it's like it's like getting a playbook that tells you like how to play the game but they never really explain what the game is you know <laughs> uh and the so goal like,
1: is <laughs> er- no 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 it's basically
0: there is a goal yeah period next page you know <laughs> this page intentionally left blank <laughs> <laughs> uh and so with graphql i think the thing that's been interesting is like the like when you go to implement the data like when you graphql is saying okay i would like to get at this data and then you and then you go to get the data how you do that is completely up to you and it's and it's possible that you couldn't uh like really just sort of go oh well it worked like this over here i'm going to move it over here right because you either inevitably want to improve it right or the 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 system is different like they cannot be the same thing. You know, you want to take this opportunity to make a change, but then you are building a change in on top of a change on top of another change. Sure. You know, and it, so it becomes complicated and it's hard to predict where things, uh, you know, like like could break ultimately Um, and so then you do end up you know having to redo a fair bit of stuff and and sort of taking on the risk of change Um, because I think that's like the biggest thing is just you know the perfect code just changes very infrequently and that's why like a lot of um, software suites or software suites oh boy a lot of um, (laughs) a lot of tools uh, you know look at your code and go oh you're churning on this method a lot like this method keeps getting rewritten and that's a bad thing because Hypothetically, you want to be able to factor your code well and write it in a certain way that each component is written once and you're really only sort of, you know, atta- you know putting components together. Yep. Uh, and so I think that's like one of those interesting, interesting things that has been difficult with GraphQL is just that if the underlying system isn't really well factored, which I mean, I feel like most... Uh, software systems that have been around <laughs> for 10 years are aren't, not, you know, really well um, that like need to make money or like need to, you know, provide some immediate value and can't sort of just be uh, perfect. Right. Uh, it, it becomes difficult. And so, again, it's just more trade offs. You know, it's, well, we're going to make a change here and we're going to, you know, do our best to make sure it's correct and accurate um, because we think the value of the change is greater than just the status quo.
1: Yep. But. It's, That's,
0: it's, 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 it's interesting. It's been interesting thus far for sure.
1: I can imagine. Um, we started playing with it a little bit cause we've been using react and, um, and react native as you know. And so, um, we, I, I don't remember who, I think it was the creators of, um, react native maybe that said, uh, GraphQL is really kind of the real star here. (laughs) Um, To be able to use those, you know, not that you can't use React with REST or or anything like that, but uh, when you use something like GraphQL, I think it really kind of makes... I mean, they're mutually advantageous to each other, right? They're written for each other, so they just kind of work much better together. Um, anyways, uh, I have a, a couple updates on things we talked about last time. Okay. So, <laughs> so I've been using that um, that font, Fire Code, for for um, for the last I don't know two or three weeks, and generally, I really like it. I don't recommend it for rails developers. <laughs> <laughs> Why not go on? Um, it just, there's just certain, th- I can't, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but there's certain things where I will open up a, you know, like a Ruby file or, or, uh, something. And it, I, it'll take me a second to actually like, it'll do use those ligatures for things that you actually don't want them to be used for. Um, and so it's really beautiful and I love writing in it. Uh, but I'm, you know, I would say shy away from it. <laughs> you haven't switched to it, right? No, no, never will. You're in like Monaco 12.0 yeah, I'm a
0: courier actually. Right?
1: Are you really, do you really <laughs> no, use courier? No, Please. No, no. Um, and then the other, one of the other things, uh, what were we? talking? We, I think we were talking about APSE as one of these, uh, things that can kind of tell you, um, all the different stuff that your users are doing. So this, uh, the one that I was thinking of that I couldn't think of was called full story. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. It's more web based, right? But it is, uh, it integrates into your product and it literally records like videos. Oh yeah. 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 Now I remember it's really neat and something. And, and so I I actually was, um, looking through this and, immediately found some value out of it. I mean, it's just being able to see, okay, well, here's where someone had trouble. You can see what they did to get to that point. And it's it's just way easier than doing something like trying to set up a screen share on Google Hangouts or something like that, which is like the worst thing to do with your users. (laughs) If your users are like our users. Um, (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then the other thing... So have you been, this doesn't really have to do with, uh, with Ruby on Rails, but I think it might appeal to some of our, some of the listeners, um, all, all two of them, all two listeners. Um, so, um, Mass Effect Andromeda just came out. I'm not going to do any spoilers.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, don't worry.
1: No, I'm not. No, my heart
0: just skipped a beat for a second. I'm in so deep in Mass Effect. I've barely played video games anymore, but I, I, I've been like waiting for this game for so long for sure.
1: So maybe uh, maybe in like a year we'll talk about this. <laughs> yeah, but there in five was some years. Into, you think it has to be that long? Maybe.
0: <laughs> and everyone tunes out.
1: <laughs> the, but as you so okay, so the, I don't think this is a spoiler, but there's a uh, you create a player right, just like all the other yep. Mass Effect games. So as I was going through that, I had the worst. <laughs> the worst experience you can uh, you can customize your appearance and adjust like your eye height and eye width and like every other game where you can do that just like in real life just like in real life (laughs) right my wife was literally like looking at me and saying no i think the eyes should be if you want it to look like you the eyes need to be a little bit farther apart
0: and (laughs) then i looked like (laughs)
1: yeah and then the result was uh, like a dumpster fire it didn't it doesn't look great at all (laughs) it looks just like you. So I guess in that sense, it's pretty accurate, but th- while you're doing it, if you pre- so they change the button that, uh, that, um, accepts the changes that like saves the changes depending on the screen you're on. So in one screen, if you press, uh, X, it'll save it. But on the other screen, if you press circle
0: it, uh, Oh my God. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That UI is horrible.
1: Yeah.
0: It's really bad. And so it's like, yeah, so I play on PC and it's like space and enter and escape. Like, escape in some instances, like, confirms the save. Yes. And you're like,
1: why would that happen? (laughs) Anyways, simple, you know, simple lessons here. And
0: like my curiosity, (laughs) like, so it, it, I mean, I might be giving folks too much credit, but my assumption has to be that the UI was built by one or two people Mm -hmm. and they used it and that was it. And the testers got used to it and everyone just got used to it. And we didn't and they didn't bring in new people yeah. into the process until it was either too expensive to make the change. Uh, you know, based or like or too timeline expensive to make the change. Because like I can't believe that if if they had brought in a like a new set of testers, yeah. you know, like three months ago and said play this, that they would have been like well, the uh, thing is, is great. Like,
1: all these beta versions, I feel like that you don't get to play with that kind of stuff, right? It's like play oh, the game and, you know, tell us your thoughts about the game, but they don't bring you through kind of like, like there's a lot of, st- especially this kind of game, there's a lot of interfaces actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you've got, you know, I mean, there's like this mining stuff and, uh, you know, all these other kind of uh, point allocations, like any kind of like role-playing game and they're not great, which is kind of sad to me because typically I felt like these kind of games bought from BioWare have been like pretty good. Um, But I think it's, my assumption here, so you think that maybe one or two people built it. My assumption is that different teams actually worked on different parts of, so like there's like the main menu UI, which actually is fairly consistent. But then like the character creator area, which, I think is a pretty like robust feature. I bet that was worked on a separate team that, and they just, uh, there was like not crosstalk maybe. Yeah.
0: That could be a two. Yeah. To be honest, I'm, I'm making big assumptions. I really have no idea how video games are ultimately built other than like the I few know. videos I've seen of like people being like, I work on UI and this is how we try right. things out, you know? But this kind of goes to like what I
1: was saying, like last time we talked was, you know, ev- not everyone's a designer quote unquote, right. which yeah. is not uh.
0: Everyone you know, can ruin someone's day. <laughs> yeah, I feel like is the def- better I mean, description.
1: It, yeah, like the Delta, the 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 person writing the mobile app for Delta, who you know didn't allow you to choose a seat who or only whatever. Only flies
0: on Southwest.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, I wonder if that's a thing. Do you you think you have to fly? They probably get
0: ridiculous discounts. I would assume they get ridiculous discounts, but I feel like I feel like a better example would have been like like getting an email one morning and being told your laptop's broken all you can use is your mobile phone, book a flight to Detroit and back to same day. Yes. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would have been the best thousand dollars that Delta spent last year. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just because, like, that's, like, you have to actually use the thing that you're building in a way that is true to yourself. And I feel like that's a benefit that, like... Whoever wrote that could hypothetically do. I feel like that's a benefit that I have at GitHub because I use the tool. But I feel like it's extremely difficult to do that if you aren't a, like in your case, a plumber. Right. You right, know, right. Um, like if you're at Shopify or Etsy, like everyone has their own store and they sell things or yeah. they knit or they, you know, do art or whatever. But if you are building a product that you cannot use in like some sort of reality, yeah. not just sort of as an arbitrary like, oh, I'm pretending that dot, dot, dot. Yes. I feel like it's extremely difficult. And then you move into a whole separate uh, set of issues, which is probably worth discussing in another podcast, which is like. How do you get good feedback from people when you can't fathom their right. problems? <laughs> so this is,
1: yeah. So the last thing I'll say, cause I know we're running out of time is, uh, there is, um, so the big web show, which is another five by five podcast that, um, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Zeldman hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, his good friend, Eric Meyer, who was like, wrote the CSS like pocket guide, you know, and has written like every CSS guideline ever. Um, had a, has a great, um, talk about design. He calls it designing for crisis, um, or designing for real life. And I think that like, take a listen to that. Um, if you get a chance, there are some really great gems in there about kind of putting yourself in the place of someone who, you know, maybe is not going through some crazy crisis, but just has a different experience or a different reason for them using your app. Um, and, uh, there's some really good, really good stuff in there, but yeah, we should talk about that uh, a, a different time. Cause we could probably fill a whole, <laughs> a whole episode about that. A whole ep, a whole 20
0: minutes. I was told right. to beat. That's it. That's all you get. I'm cutting That's you all- off. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> see you in uh two weeks. Bring, bring, bring us back something good. This uh, I think everyone will have enjoyed this and if not, we'll hear from them. <laughs> all right. See ya. That's it. Uh, We'll see you in a week. Thanks again to Brian for talking about uh, why airlines are really ruining my life. (laughs) And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KDaigle uh, or reach out to me at KyleDaigle.com if you want to send me a message or uh, tell me about something you want to hear on the podcast. Until next time.